Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, and welcome to Lunchbox Reaction. Today we're going to be talking about a film from 1984 called Nausicaa of the Valley of Wind. With me to talk about it today are Evan. Hello. And Linnea. Hi. And my name is Brian, and we watched this film a few weeks ago, and tonight we are going to talk about it with you. Anything you guys would like to start off with? So, right off the bat, I want to say this is amazing animation. I like every part of the animation. Like, the movement and everything else. Just cool animation. Alright, sounds good, Evan. Linnea? Mm, I like the style. It's cute. What makes it cute? Because they have cute little eyes. Okay. So we should say we should probably say that this uh, this is a Japanese animated movie by Hayao Miyazaki, and as I said, it came out in 1984. So the animation is a little older. Yeah, it's you know 20, 30 years old now. Yeah. Do you think it does it look like modern day animation to you, or is no. it different? It partly looks like it. It's like it's still good animation, but like it's it's a little more. You can tell as, it kind of feels a little slower than yeah, it does nowadays. It doesn't flow together as nicely as like modern movies. To me, the animation, I want to say, and, and this isn't a negative, this is just the way that it comes off to me, is to me it almost seems a little flat. Uh, I think modern animation that we think of has a lot of bright colors, lots of shading, and I think they can do a lot with 3D now, where they're doing 3D animation, mm-hmm. and they can make things look shiny and reflective and this from so long ago you know they were hand drawing it and hand painting it and i'm not saying that it's not you know it's not vibrant it's not good but i'm just saying it in the terms of how we look at modern animation i it almost to me it feels a little flat and again that's not a negative but i'm saying that's just how i perceive it but there is a positive to the hand-drawn stuff it makes it like look a little better than some other animation does. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of modern animation uses 3D as a crutch. Yeah. They can just churn out animation, and if it's not that good, so what? But you can tell that these people put a lot of time and effort into drawing it. Yeah. Yeah, and that shows. What did you two think of the story? Now, this was the first time you had both seen it. Yeah. And... Now, we're used to watching some uh, some Miyazaki movies. We've seen movies like My Neighbor Totoro. We've seen yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service. We've seen a number of his movies, Spirited Away. But this is the first time you've seen this movie. What did you think of it? Well, one thing that I noticed was that with all the previous Miyazaki movies we watched, they were all 
it feels like they're more for younger kids and stuff, but this movie was a lot more for, like, older audiences. Yeah, there's a little more, like, action in it. More, mm, more violence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing right off the bat, you'll notice is they have guns. Yeah. Yeah. And they're shooting, and, and no one... Well, I shouldn't say that. P- people do get people do get killed, yeah. right? Yeah, people get killed. And when you think of My Neighbor Totoro, that's probably one of the most calmest, serene, peaceful movies you've ever seen. Nothing bad happens, really. And in this movie, we're starting off with giant bugs crashing through forests. We're starting off with armies with guns and machine guns and plane crashes and everyone in the plane dying. And so, yeah, yeah so you're right. You're right, Lenny. It, it is aimed at a lot more adult audiences. And that's partly because at that time, I'm pretty sure Studio Ghibli wasn't really that, like, created yet. Right. Yeah. I had mentioned once a few weeks ago that um, this was the first movie that Miyazaki did, and it was before Studio Ghibli existed. And basically after he successfully launched this movie and it was so well-received, they basically started his own animation studio. Let's talk about the heroes of the movie. Who do you think the heroes of the movie are? Nausicaa. Yeah, definitely Nausicaa. And what do you think of Nausicaa? Nausicaa? She's awesome. Yeah. She's like the female protagonist. Heroine. Heroine who doesn't care about violence that much. What do you mean doesn't care about it? Like, she doesn't... She's like the only one in the movie who doesn't... Who didn't do something violent in it that much. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, she's the one person who's like, no, we, we shouldn't be fighting. We have to work together. She's playing the pacifist run in the story. Knowing this about Miyazaki and having seen his films, have you noticed that most of his protagonists are women yeah. or girls? Yeah, that's what I like about the movies. Yeah, those are, that makes them good. Right, and I think it was very unique in 1984 to have this this young female heroine who is basically shown... To be a scientist, she's shown to be very smart. She's shown to be very caring. She's in charge of her village, and she loves it, and the people love her back. She's never really mean, uh, and she's always watching out for people, and I think that's a great role model for people of any age to to see. Especially in that time, because there weren't many main female protagonists. So another thing that we notice about Miyazaki movies is that there's a lot of flying. Yeah. yeah. There's Castle in the Sky, and there's Totoro. And then Kiki's a witch and she flies around on a broom. Yeah, it seems like almost every one of his movies has some, some form of flying in it. And, yeah. And uh, Nausicaa is really no different. We have the young girl Nausicaa who flies around on what I'm going to call a reverse hang glider. So, yeah. Yeah. Instead of the wings being above her, they're below her, and she balances on it. And it takes arm strength. It takes arm strength. Yeah. And it's jet-powered. Yeah. Some kind of a futuristic jet sort of thing. We see gunships. We see huge lumbering airships that look like they're made of wood almost, but they must weigh tons. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would even fly. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> it's confusing, but it's fun, right? Yeah. We see those kind of things. So, yeah, Nausicaa's our hero, heroine. Are there any other heroes, do you think, in this movie? Well, there's that one boy who she meets, 
and he's Asbel. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> At first, I think he's the one who's like attacking those giant gunship at right. first, right? Mm-hmm. And then Nasuka steps up and she like puts her arms out and she's trying to get him to stop. And so, and then he backs off because he, she like resembles his sister a lot. And at the beginning of the movie, we see this like huge gunship coming in. I don't know what is that what it is. Uh, Should we do a little recap for people yeah. who might not? <laughs> okay, quick recap. Yeah, on. so so let's do a little, just a little about the movie. So Nausicaa lives in the valley of, of the, the valley wind. of wind. Takes place thousands of years in the future, and mm-hmm. there's been a huge calamity. Mm-hmm. There was something called the Seven Days of Fire, and in that, the world was basically destroyed by these giant like humanoid creatures, humanoid walking beings. And our movie takes place thousand years after this has happened, and the Earth is, or civilization as we know it, is basically divided into these small little kingdoms mm-hmm. that are barely hanging on, and there's this this great area of land called the Toxic Jungle. Yeah, and it's slowly just expanding over everything. It's basically, it's not able to breathe so for humans, so they're kind of just being forced into a little area of land. There's plants in the toxic jungle that create these toxic spores, so humans can't survive five minutes in there, like, breathing in the spores, so they all have to wear masks. And the mm. Valley of the Wind has survived because, like, in its name, the wind has protected it. Because mm, they're right next to the ocean. So our story basically starts with Nausicaa, who's exploring, and she lives in this kingdom. She, I'm just going to fast forward through some stuff. So mm-hmm. she finds uh, a, a ship comes, crashes, in, crashes near their kingdom. Uh, an army comes that's chasing the ship because on the ship was a secret weapon. It was actually one of these... Creatures from the Seven Days of Fire. Uh, the army wants it because they want to take over. There's another kingdom that actually wants it because they want to take over. And there's a lot of fighting between these two. And basically the people in the Valley Wind are kind of thrown between. Mm-hmm. They two. don't want to take over anything. They just want to live they just peacefully. Want to live. Right, they just want to live peacefully. And that's what Nausicaa, Nausicaa is trying to basically intervene. And the, the other important part about this movie is that in this toxic jungle, there are lots of creatures. Mm-hmm. That live there, and basically, there's one species of creature called Ohm, which are these giant insectoid bugs that are probably ten stories tall, mm-hmm. and they move around, they crawl, they're almost creepy in a way. They have all these long tentacled legs that come out. Except for the thing is that Nausicaa likes them; mm-hmm. she loves these creatures. She tries to care for them, which is shown in a in a flashback how she tried to protect one of these from her dad. One thing that I noticed in that flashback where the dad comes to take away the baby um because he knows that it'll it may be cute and harmless right now, but it'll one day like grow to be super big and it's, it might like destroy everything. And so like Nausicaa is seeing him as this like as this huge giant that like she can't do anything about because she she just feels powerless in that situation. And that scars her. Does it make her does it give her some some empathy, more maybe more empathy for these yeah. creatures? Mm-hmm. Because she couldn't help the baby and now that she's grown up she's gonna help as many as she can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nausicaa basically intervenes in the fighting of these two different sides, uh the Temekians and the Pegites. The Pegite nation has captured a little tiny baby ohm and they're using it to lure 
all the Ohm out and attack where this uh, ancient Seven Days of Fire creature is. Yeah. And it's up to Nausicaa to try to stop it. And in stopping it, she has fulfilled a prophecy that she's going to be the one to lead everyone forward. Mm-hmm. And what we learn through the movie is that Nausicaa, um, where I mentioned that she was basically a scientist, throughout the movie we learn that this toxic jungle, even though it's toxic now, it's actually acting as a, as, as a healing agent. Yeah. It's purifying the the soil that that uh, the plants, these toxic plants grow in, they take up the toxicity and then the soil basically turns back to nice, clean dirt mm-hmm. and things can grow in. So in the end, the movie has a theme of, what would you say? Well, stop polluting things. <laughs> stop polluting people. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't explain how those giant seven days of fire creatures came. It's weird. Yeah, I think that's that's probably just the hubris of humanity trying to create devastating weapons so that they can outmaneuver their opponent and then it just gets out of control and pretty soon everyone pays the price. Yeah. That's how I view it. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the heroes. Any villains? Are there villains in this? I don't know if anyone's necessarily the villain because there's like, you can see a villainy in like each of like the Pejitae Nation and the Tomikians, but like they're they're also like good characters in them, so. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it plays it very very neutral. When we first meet the Tomekians, we think they're bad, but then you see that well they're just reacting to this other nation, and we think oh well they're bad, but you know they're both fighting each other, and yeah. and it's not that one is more villainous than the other. It's just they've probably been brought up this way to just. Mm-hmm hate this nation hates that nation we hate you we hate you and nausicaa comes in and says hey guys let chill out <laughs> don't hate each other don't hate each other we can all just get along we don't need to fight over this we can we can be friends and i think that's a good message yeah do you think the creatures especially the ohm do you think they're sentient what's that <laughs> Do you think that they're thinking creatures? Are they just mindless creatures going around, or do you think... I don't think so. I think, like, they're kind of like that when their eyes are red and rage, but when their eyes are blue, they're definitely not like that. You can tell, because in one scene of it, where, like, Nausicaa's in this huge swamp in the toxic jungle, the creatures saw where this plane crashed, and they're thinking about it, and they transferred their thoughts into Nausicaa through their golden tentacle thingies. I'm just wondering, because to me it seems like the Ohm have a kind of prescience in a way. It's almost like they know when things are happening. There's a scene where mm-hmm. where Nausicaa is leading a little tiny, I'll just call it a dragonfly. <laughs> it's just a strange creature that has lots of wings, again with the flight she leads it back to the toxic jungle after it's come to the Valley of Wind. And then there's a single ohm waiting there. Well, how did that ohm know? Yeah. It almost seems like there's some sort of a connection or a, a prescience or a... It seems like there's some kind of a collective entity that exists. And, and in a way, Nausicaa has tapped into it. That's the feeling I get. Do you see that at all? I do, I guess. Maybe that's like some 
like thing to how they were created or something that the toxic jungle jungle made to like per, like protect it and to know when stuff is happening so they're there to guard it yeah because because whenever people are trying to attack the toxic jungle the ohm come and stop them don't they yeah yeah the ohms aren't really like that dangerous unless people provoke them Sure. Because then their eyes turn red and they get all crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. Do you have a favorite moment in the movie? I liked all the scenes where, like, the ohms were, like, helping Nausicaa and, like, with their golden tentacle things. I kind of like the scene where, the like, the giant humanoid creature is kind of, like, melting. Oh, yeah. And you get to <laughs> see it, like, fire these huge blasts. Just to, like, show how dangerous and powerful it could be. But it's slowly just melting to the ground. Mm -hmm. It's weird and creepy, and I like it. (laughs) Good. Okay, so do you have a rating or recommending recommendation for this? What do you think? Well, I don't recommend it to, like... I recommend it to slightly older audiences than the ones who normally watch Studio Ghibli movies. Okay, so 10 or more? Yeah. Yeah, over 10 probably. Over 10. When you think about Totoro, that's like a movie for any age, but it's kind of targeted at younger ages than 10. Right. Totoro is nice and sweet and safe and anyone can watch it. Whereas this, a little more, a little more edgy. There's some violence in it. Yeah, so probably... a little blood. A little blood guns so yeah you probably want to be at least 10 or more yeah yeah okay and how would you rate it i rate it 10 out of 10 wow good rating i like all all studio ghibli movies are 10 out of 10 oh they're all okay all studio (laughs) on on compared to other studio ghibli movies how do you where does this rank is this on the top is it in the middle well i rate it if you're saying that Probably about a seven. There are some better ones than that that I've seen. Okay. But it's still pretty good. Yeah, I think I really like the movie. I think think Nausicaa's maybe, like, my favorite Studio Ghibli heroine now. She just seems to have, like, I don't know. um, Because she can be both, like, a scientist, she can be smart and caring, and she can also just be really tough and, like, she fights for what she believes in. I really like Nausicaa's character, but, like, a lot of the other characters I'm just not that interested in. And other Studio Ghibli movies make me interested in all of them. Sure. So, that's kind of why. That's a valid point. I first saw this movie uh, in about 1989. I had a friend from Japan who sent it to me on a videotape. So this was the first movie that I ever saw of Hayao Miyazaki. So to me, this is my favorite movie. I love this over all the other Studio Ghibli movies. But it's probably because it's the first one I saw, and I just yeah, instantly yeah. fell in love always with it. Always the first thing you see in like some big chain of stuff that you see is always your favorite. Tends to be your favorite, yep. And yeah. Yeah. and this is no different than me. I, I just adored this movie. Mm-hmm. And I first saw it only in Japanese, so I just had to watch it and intuit what was going on. What did you think was happening? Well, I, I feel like the animation was done well enough that I could understand what was going on i couldn't understand what individual people were saying but i got the idea that 
something bad had happened, that there was there were warring nations, that there was a some kind of a giant creature. You know, I could see that this this young woman had a lot of of uh, empathy, and I could see that that she had this strange control over the creatures. That's almost kind of the thing with animation; they depend more on the animation than the words. Mm-hmm. So they kind of focus on like showing pictures to tell you what it is, right? Telling you words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. Okay. So sounds like we all liked this movie. Yeah. We'd recommend it to our friends. Definitely. Definitely. Good. All right. Well, that wraps up this review of 1984's Nausicaa of the Valley of Wind. See you next time. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>